All right. Yeah, okay. We're recording now, man. What's up, Nathan? Okay. Not too much. How about you? <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to figure out this uh, Discord clean yeah. feed thing. That echo, that's, dude, that echo was driving me nuts. That was the first time that ever happened on clean yeah. feed. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That was freaking weird. Um, dude, the, the reason why I wanted to get you on the show was... Um, in all, in all honesty, so I had an episode a couple episodes ago with uh, this Christian pastor or whatever, um, yeah, named yeah. Andrew, and he he's cool as hell. He was cool as hell, and I just figured mm-hmm. I was like, all right, like we had a nice conversation. It was over an hour long, blah blah blah, podcast, blah blah blah. I was like, I, I would only feel cool also if I got someone who mm-hmm. might be on the opposite end of that as well, yeah, or at least someone who yeah. stuck because I saw that you study not just uh, the history of atheism but also like you're doing a deep dive into the history of the word racism, which is pretty cool. Right. And uh, you yeah. have a PhD, which means like, wow, you you, you forgot more things than I even know. So <laughs> that's cool. Also. And before we get yeah. into th- anything, I don't want this to be like some, I got you or anything. Just like for me personally, uh-huh. I know for the past several years, I've been just so annoyed with people who, cl- you know, claim to be atheists on the internet. Cause uh-huh. it, it just seems right. to me yes they're just doing the same thing that religious people used to do. We're like religious people uh-huh. don't even bother me anymore. Cause it's like, yeah, dude, just mm-hmm. let him, let him believe in Santa Claus. Like let him, be- like let, let him believe like what it's not going to, what's it doing? So I just wanted yeah. to let that be known before like 30 minutes right. in, you find right. out and you feel like you're in like some weird trap or something. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, well, I listened to that episode actually, um, that you had with, uh, Andrew Rapp- Rappaport. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I mean, there are definitely a lot of things like I disagree with uh, <laughs> in that case. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to talking with you uh, more about it and hopefully, uh, yeah, I mean, not that I can sort of speak on behalf of all atheists or anything like that, but I mean, I can definitely provide my own perspective on it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, whatever. So that's awesome that you listened to the episode. Thanks for that. Um, I think you're the first person mm-hmm. who never came on the show that, that listened to one of my episodes okay. in full. <laughs> it's a small, it's, right. it's, it's been yeah. a shortcoming though, this show. It's only been, uh, it's only been a little more than a month, but um, yeah. Yeah. What were like, were there, what were some of the things that you remembered from that episode that you would say either agree or maybe even dis- obviously disagree from that episode? Yeah. Well, I think, I think the title of the episode was eighth, Atheism is a religion, if I remember that correctly. That is, and I mean, yeah. I think that's def- okay. I mean, that's definitely something I disagree with. Um, I think like there's sort of a, a joke like atheism's a religion in the same way that like bald is like a hair color, and I mean like <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess the thing is like <clears throat> atheism isn't a religion in the sense like. There's no dogma. There's no holy book. There's no priests. Um, there's no like. There's no grand priest of atheism who sort of tells every every atheist what to believe, or something like that. So I mean, and, and there's no kind of like uh, institutional structure where you know atheists go every week to worship and like be told what they believe and things like that. So I think I think it's sort of yeah I don't think it's right to say that it's a religion I mean it's like it's a very limited thing in that it's the absence of the belief in God, um, and then many like many things sort of flow from that, but uh, I don't think it's right to say that it's a religion. 
<laughs> gotcha. Yeah, and that was um, I forget who brought it up first: atheism being religion, whether it was me or Andrew. Yeah, not um, sure. Yeah, yeah. I like I enjoy naming the titles like the most. I guess yeah. you could say clickbaiting thing you can, but for, yes. but yeah. but when it's from the episode, like, and that was at yeah, one yeah, point but, said in the episode, so I was like, all right, this is a mm-hmm. this is a great like the, my next coming episode is uh, I think cancel Betty White or something. So like, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's definitely gonna get lots of clicks. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, if I can, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to lie to people, but I do want to bring something to the title that's from the show. Um, so, yeah, so I, I would, yeah. I don't know enough about the definition of religion to say atheism is a religion. Mm-hmm. I do, and this mm-hmm. is when I had my old YouTube channel. I do believe atheism, though, is an ideology. And I remember a lot of people saying, no, it's not. It can't be an ideology. Mm-hmm. And because I guess it's the, uh, it's the thought process of not, not believing in, in a specific ideology or something like that. I'm like, but based off what an ideology means and based off the word idea, mm-hmm. it, it is an ideology. I don't know what your thought process on that is. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I think there's probably two things you could say, like on the one you could say, well, it's a very limited like thing, like it's just about not believing in, in a God. So it's very limited in that way. But I mean, and, and so like one could say like, well, it's like, you know, not believing in, in Santa Claus or something isn't an ideology. Um, but I think there's like, mm, I, I sort of feel like there's a lot of things, like I said, that go along with being an atheist as well. It's not it's not just about not believing in God. I mean, you also typically, um, you believe other things as well. Like you believe in that, um, the universe is, there's, there's just like sort of a material world. There's no kind of supernatural element. I think that's something most atheists probably agree as well. So there's sort of, um, a, uh, a view of like, of reality that, that most atheists share. Um, also, I think there's also mm, kind of, I think, political views that probably follow from atheism, too, I think, to a, le- to a lesser extent. I mean, like, for, for example, you don't, um, you don't support sort of, like, religious uh, domination. So, so, like, you, most atheists would probably be secular in the sense that they want to see um, a separation of church and state and, like, freedom of or freedom from religion. Um, so I, I think there's like, in the one sense, atheism is a very narrow definition, but there's also a whole bunch of other things that flow from it. So I don't think it would necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily like be very opposed to saying it's an ideology. Although I say that just tentatively. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I th- you actually uh, <clears throat> brought up kind of what the, the main argument was for it. Um, because the belief, because uh, I guess uh, when it comes to atheism, the the core definition mm-hmm. is either a disbelief or a lack of belief in God or the existence yeah. of God. Um, but the mm-hmm. thing, so now, why do you believe that? The do, do you fully disbelieve God or do you have a lack of belief, and why either one of those? Yeah, I think this is like another kind of um, issue with with the definition like on the one hand like is it is it a lack of belief or is it more of a positive belief that like i know there isn't a god and i think for me i mean i think it's more of a lack of belief like i don't you know i could never say for sure that there's no god i mean i think it's really 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 unlikely but i would never want to say like 100 percent. i know with absolute certainty um so in that sense 
for me, I think it's it's more of a disbelief. Um, but it, it's not. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess I can get into like why why I I don't believe in it. <laughs> if that, yeah. I think, and but that, and uh, I think that's why I, I think atheism does fall under the line of ideology because mm-hmm. if. Because if you disbelieve something, you have to have the belief on why you disbelieve it. It's like, I, well, I, mm-hmm. disbelieve, th- I disbelieve this. It's like, well, why do you disbelieve this? Because I believe that, it, well, it's like, in basically to have even a, it's almost like to have a, act, like a reaction, you need an action or whatever. Yet again, you're the one with the PhD. I'm not the smart mm-hmm. one here. But um, to have, to not believe in something, like if I don't believe mm-hmm. the sky is blue, it's like, I must believe that the if, yeah, if I if I don't believe the sky is good blue right there, like I don't believe it, so I believe in my disbelief. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think that that makes sense. Like like that there is some uh, there's some kind of like positive thing that you do think is true, um, and I, I think that yeah, I think that that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I I feel like mm, yeah, I I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 man, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I get what you're putting down, but no, I, I like, I like what you said, man. The whole fucking, um, just you know, you're, you're, you know, you have just because you have a belief or on something, like you don't want to necessarily go like, yeah, this is 100 percent without a doubt, right? which I think mm-hmm. is the honestly, I think that's one of the best, if not the best, ways of having a thought because I think that's where most of the problems arise, especially like when you're just chatting with someone you know, on like Twitter or whatever, like you can't read the body language. They can only really type so much when they could probably say a lot more where it's just the main yes. problem arises is when things are in such absolutes and then you get the two absolute yeah. sides clashing and it becomes this fucking insane confrontation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And definitely. Yeah. I mean like definitely discussions like on the internet, uh, yeah, like uh, <laughs> content to go that way. Yeah, just because, like you say, I mean, like it's totally different. I mean, if you were um, meeting the person like face to face, like you would definitely never like talk to them the way people talk to each other on the internet. Um, I think there is like uh, something about um, yeah, like you say, like when you don't have that body language and like you're not looking at the person in the, in the eyes and like seeing their facial expressions and so on, like you, I guess you sort of like there's that lack of empathy or something that kind of is naturally maybe built into like just just sort of interacting with someone over over a screen or whatever. Um, yeah, which does make these kind of discussions sometimes not very pleasant, I guess. Ah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I just. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say one one thing. Like you, you were saying at the start about um, uh, sort of like annoying atheists online. Um, and I definitely, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that's that's definitely a thing. Um, there's no question about that. I mean, I sort of feel like, uh, and I mean, I don't know if I was ever like a super annoying atheist online, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like maybe. So I, I was, I used to be a Christian. Um, in my early twenties, I I sort of switched to being an atheist, and there. And so that was about ten years ago, um, and I think there probably was a brief time there when I was kind of like, not super obnoxious, but like, I think anyone who kind of like, mm, their uh, worldview kind of changes, their um, 
eager to like let everyone know, know. Everyone about it. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> and put yeah. it in their Twitter and bio like, and be like, I'm this yeah. and I'm going to now stand for this. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, um, it, it was like a big, you know, probably for that person, um, it was like a huge revelation. They're like, why doesn't everyone just think like this now? Um, and I think there's like a rush to, yeah, to share that kind of like newfound uh, <laughs> view with everyone and like, I learned and to, just the, to convince everyone that um, they, you know, that view must be right. Um, but I think for me anyway, and I think for a lot of, atheist maybe there is that like initial phase where you want to like tell <laughs> tell everyone about it and like tell everyone how they're wrong and like stuff like that um but i think like there is then like there's a period where you kind of mellow out a bit and i think that's what ha- happened with me um <laughs> you stopped giving <laughs> so a fuck I, think, I mean like obviously i mean i think like i mean i think it's still an interesting thing to talk about um and like, if someone wants to talk about it, then I'm, you know, I'm in, definitely interested in talking about it, but I don't really want to go out and like try and eat people into having a discussion about this or something like that. Um, I'm happy for people to, you know, to respect people's beliefs and let them, uh, you know, believe whatever. And if they want to talk about it, then that's great. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it just, just, I, I feel like, um, you know, in the past, like, 10 years or whatever, there have been a lot of, like, the number of, of atheists and non-religious people is growing. And so there's probably been a lot of people who are doing that online, basically, like, as they sort of, you know, change their views, um, they want to tell tell everyone about it. And I, I think that's where maybe that, this, this sort of phenomenon of, like, obnoxious uh, online atheists comes from. Um, that's what I was actually, but I don't, th- yeah. Oh no, yeah. I, I was uh, going to no, say to that, the, the numbers grow. That's what I was uh, telling Andrew is that, you mm-hmm. know, we live in a day and time where at least from what I, my point of view is that I, I see so many more people who are obviously not religious and also people who mm-hmm. identify as atheists and everything. And wh- while that time's going on, we also, and this is, you know, this just based off a couple of YouTube videos I watched. Yeah, again, don't have a PhD. Um, this, but we live in a time where it's actually the most peaceful in human history. And I know that sounds weird because, like, all we see is violence and chaos on the news and everything. But if you actually just take a step back and look at like a a, a chart of human history, there's really there, there's not a lot of major war. There's a lot less death percentage wise. Then there was, you know, not so lo- even long ago. So I don't know mm-hmm. if you have any study, like if you studied anything on that about how we live in a more, you know, scientific atheist kind of mindset timeline today. Yeah. And it's also very more peaceful today. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that is true. Um, like it, it, like you say, like it is, it is more, more peaceful. Like there's not, there's no like, you know, world wars going on or something like that. Um, and like, and I think like in, in the society, violence has declined, even though it seems like it's increasing, um, just because of media coverage and stuff like that. Uh, nonetheless, it, it does seem to be declining. I think there's like, it's hard to know whether, um, whether it's like a cause or an effect of, of more, like a more non-religious society, like is the fact that 
societies are becoming more non-religious, does that make them more peaceful? Or is it like sort of the fact that um, these societies are more peaceful means that there are more non-religious people? I mean, it's sort of hard to just to kind of tell which is the cause and the effect. Um, I sort of feel like it's probably a bit of both. I mean, um, that like more um, more stability allows people to. Um, well, I think like in, in unstable conditions, maybe you might want to um, you might want to f- like find stability in religion uh, and like the community of religion and so on, um, and and also that 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 community could provide like a social safety net for you um that uh, religions used to well, and still do to some extent um you know support charity like if you're if you're um struggling with money or something maybe you could go to your church or whatever and they would help you out um but i think in um as yeah in in more stable times then maybe people don't don't need that sort of um support and therefore they might tend to drift away from religion um but but at the same time i think there's also the opposite um trend i guess that um non-religious people are interested in in in, like building social safety nets and things like that outside of religion and therefore that that does that also creates more um sort of stable peaceful um uh, equal societies, I think. Gotcha. Do you think um, throughout human history, uh, religion was like the main or one of the main causes of conflict between humans? Um, it's definitely one of the causes. I don't think, I mean, I think some, yeah, some probably people, people say like, uh, so there's a book by um, Christopher Hitchens, uh, this this famous atheist too, who said the, the um, title was uh, "God is not great," and then the subtitle was "How Religion Poisons Everything." And his view was, I mean, just, it seems like you know every problem can be kind of traced down to religion, but I don't think that that's that's oh, true. I yeah. mean, like that, this guy's yeah, dead. I yeah. remember this guy. He's, yeah, he yeah he, he died about I think just like it was he's, just the ten. He's got some funny snippets. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a funny. Guy oh yeah, so. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's a really great, uh, great speaker. But I think he um, he maybe overreached in that in that particular case. I mean, like, there's plenty of uh, of other re- reasons for people to have conflicts um, in terms of like mm, desiring someone else's resources or having um, or just you know political disagreements or or like mm, you know ethnic prejudices or, or things like this uh, but i think like religion if you add religion to the mix that probably exacerbates the problem so like for example um a lot of like western uh colonialism obviously um there was kind of like material desires uh, <laughs> to put it uh one way like you know the the, the like the colonizing powers desired um, the wealth of other other countries, um, but but then they, like imperialism is also justified by saying like you know these people are not they're heathens or whatever they're like we want to convert them to our religion like at the, at the same time as like um, getting their their resources or whatever. So I think like 
yeah, I don't think religion is is the main or only source of conflict, but it can maybe exacerbate things uh, when it's kind of added to the mix, I would say. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I've never read that book. I would want to read it to get it, you know, a, a real good grasp on what it's all about, obviously. But um, <clears throat> what's it called? When it, because at least my mindset is, and I would guess yours is too, is that like religion was created by us people. You know, we, mm-hmm. we had the mm-hmm. idea of religion and wh- whichever religion that is, we, I mean, almost all the ideas we came up with are from people, maybe a couple from a dolphin and like a sea turtle, but, um, right. right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I would just say like at the core of it, it's human conflict is it's humans. Cause we created religion and then we created different types and we decided as different people decided to believe in different beliefs and different religions and different ideologies. So at the end of the day, it's like, no matter what happens, I don't think it's fair to either blame religion or atheism. Kind of like, you know, it's not fair to blame like the drug or the gun or whatever. It's the person who's the source of the conflict. It's the, like, I remember uh me and my my old co-host jem uh we were we were in a debate which we like we were just like in a corner in mm. oh by the way your mic's making this weird hissing sound maybe yeah all good yeah, yeah no trust okay. me my heater sometimes kicks in and i'll turn okay. that, i'll fucking run to that thing um yeah, okay. we and we were having a debate about like how i for you know i don't remember the exact views the people we were talking to from we were just so like intimidated because we're like what the fuck thousands of people are watching like what the fuck we were so like we were just uh, we're just two idiots coming into like like we thought we were walking into a bar fight we're like no we walked into like a formal debate with suit and ties um uh, right yeah but yeah uh, there are a lot of people who want to say burn the quran right or just like get rid of it and it's just like listen man at the end of the day if you think people are being brainwashed from like birth to believe in an ideology it's the people who are teaching them the book is just a book it can't it, it can't do anything it's paper it's pages it, yes there's ideas and everything on there and someone could read it and really but that's the thing if someone as an adult reads that and say shoots john lennon that's not it's not huckleberry finn's fault it's the person who just i think that was the, i think that was the book by the way it's it's the person and then uh, it's, it? okay i i forget i forget actually uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is it by the way is it huckleberry finn i don't think it's huckleberry finn i'm not sure <laughs> oh fuck but and, and the other way around if someone yeah. uh, you know if someone uh, see at a young is trying to indoctrinate someone at a baby's age all the way to the it's the person who's doing that to that person it's the pages in between that's just in a way like the weapon they're using if you want to call it that like it, I mean, there's probably a better word that's the that's the item they're using it doesn't Without mm-hmm. the person using that item, it's just an item. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely see what you mean. I, I sort of, I agree um, f- to some extent. I think, like, um, in most, it seems like most holy books. Like, if you want to find an interpretation to support your own like actions, you can do it because you know there's a ton of different ways of interpreting the books and so on. And like, there's a lot of ambiguity, ambiguity in the text. And so if you want to find uh, a way to justify something, you can find it. And then if you want to find a way to justify the opposite, you can also find that. 
Um, so I think it's like, like you said, like it does come down to the person, but at the same time, like, I don't think the interpretations are like, are endless. I mean, um, if you really believe in a particular book, you are kind of, you're constrained to some extent. And if you believe like, um, it's true, then, then it might lead you to behave in certain ways when you might otherwise not do that. Um, so I think, so I, basically I think, yes, yes, to some extent, uh, it is, it is about the, the person, but then, um, the actual content of the book does, does matter. I think to some extent, um, yeah, I get what you're saying, but isn't it then it, like you said, like it's, I would just say it's a hundred percent the person, because if I have two people, person A and B. And I give them the same book mm-hmm. and one person puts it down and goes, yeah, that was a book. And it goes on with their lives. And the other person puts it down. Yeah. And is like, I have to kill every minority in the world. It's like the right. independent variable yes. in there was the book. The dependent was person A and B. So mm-hmm. if the independent mm-hmm. variable isn't changing, that means, you know, A and B, they're dependent on the independent variable. It's their, it's their opportunity to take what they did from the book. That's that's true. I mean, yeah, I think I think that 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 makes sense. Um, that I'm might have been like, the smartest thing thinking... I've ever said in my life, and it wasn't even that smart. <laughs> like, that was that was like fourth grade science. So like that's my no. level right there. No, no. I mean, no. I mean, I definitely. I mean, I definitely see your point. I think like one one sort of example I'm thinking of is is the question of slavery, um, and just like the debate about about slavery in the US um in the 1800s and basically uh pro slavery people cited the bible to justify slavery and like anti slavery people also cited the bible like That's different verses hilarious by the way what uh, what what chapter is the pro slavery side reading like where where in the bible is like eh, like a little snippet like by the way you can you know get the blacks and just you know use them blah 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 all right and anyway now yeah. back to jesus yeah. Right. Yeah. I think like it's in, I'm not sure, um, in, in some of the old Testament, um, I think like Leviticus, I think, um, there are some things about, so this is all about like the ancient Israelites and like the conditions under which one could keep a slave and things like that. Um, and then like, there's also in the new Testament, uh, there's something, uh, the line, I think from St. Paul saying something about, you know, slave or servants should obey their masters, which, which basically I think is, is just saying like in the, like when, um, in the afterlife, everyone's going to be equal. So it doesn't matter what, what really happens in this life anyway. Um, but then like, so yeah. So, I mean, like you could, you could find, verses in the Bible to, to sort of support your claim. But then like the pro or sorry, the anti-slavery people said they looked to more things about like, you know, the golden rule and things like treat others how you want to be treated. And obviously (laughs) most people didn't want to be a slave. So yeah. Um, They wanted to be slaves. So I I had them be slaves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think like, but, but I think, um, you know, for someone who, so, so I think it does, it does depend to some extent on like personality or whatever, but I think for someone like a white person in the South uh, in the 1800s, like who owned slaves, 
um, they would just grow up believing that slavery is correct and would be reading the Bible. I mean, it might be the rare person who became an abolitionist in from that um, context, but it would probably be unlikely. I mean, uh, I think it's like it's maybe more likely that you know they would just um, grow up believing that, and then they would find um, a reason to believe that. So I think like, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a limit to um, how much one's like personality could um, kind of influence like how you read the book. I mean, I guess probably everyone would want to say like, yeah, like, oh, if I was if I was alive in the 19th century or whatever, I would definitely be an abolitionist. I would definitely know slavery is wrong. But um yeah, I mean, like, if if you grow up and you're sort of taught this from from birth, and it's like everyone tells you that this is correct, it would it would definitely take like quite a bold person, I think, to kind of break out of that. I think. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It goes into that nature versus nurture thing, and it, mm-hmm. and it goes into like if someone say from birth indoctrinated because I think the the main mm-hmm. thing is if you had like a a tree graph or whatever, there'd be you know mm-hmm. say you had like. A lot of people, no, I don't even know if, yeah, a good amount of people will have like religion circled and then branch off a lot of the conflict that comes from it. But that circle isn't the end circle. There's a, you know, that religion branch Mm -hmm. comes from nurture and that nurture bubble, if it will actually come from humans, like, or an idea, actually, it goes, I would say it goes humans branch off nurture, Mm -hmm. branch off ideas. Mm And then branch off religion is one of the ideas that comes from that that bubble. Mm-hmm. So like I, I think when a lot of people go and say, yeah, no, religion is the cause of this, or say like, even some people who there I, there definitely are people like this who believe all conflict in the world is caused by religion. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but where does religion come from? And that end branch, possibly, it could even there could be something above it. I don't fucking know, uh, but mm-hmm. possibly is humans. Like we, at the end of the day, it was just an it was one of our ideas. It was one of human beings' ideas that came about, and it's a pretty popular fucking idea, kind of like the iPhone in a way, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> I think, um, and I think like another thing maybe to add to that is like. It's also maybe about like another sort of level up from religion um, is like sort of like the social structure of a of a society. You know, like if um, I mean, I'm just saying, like if there's a small sort of group of hunter gatherers or something, like the thing that they, the way they, um, the whatever kind of religion they invent would be different than one that would be like a large sort of a city or something like that. They, it might look differently. I think, um, like the kinds, the kind of religion, like the way it's it's organized, like the um, whether there's like institutions or like a hierarchy in the religion, like that that'll think. I think it'll look different um, based on mm, like a social structure, things like that. Yeah, definitely. If that makes sense. No, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you're also before we were talking about uh, sla- slavery and American slavery. So what's this whole mm-hmm. like? Because when I was reading about you on your website and everything you're doing a pretty deep dive. It seems like into racism or at least the, the word of racism, what's going on there. Like, what are you studying when it comes to that? 
Yeah, um, this is a, it's a project I started a couple of years ago. Um, it's somewhat like on the back burner now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. The um, website's a lie. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not you in Norwegia or whatever where with the water in the background. By the way, beautiful picture. So, dude, I've never seen a bluer picture in my life. Everything's blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was um yeah, that's uh that that picture is in um it's in Scotland actually. But just a friend of mine like I know yeah. He had a he had a really good camera, and I'm like, I need to get like you to take a like a professional looking photo of me. Um, so anyway, yeah. Did he rub a blueberry um, pop tart on it? I mean, Jesus Christ, dude! What the fuck? I mean, well, hopefully, yeah. This is gonna drive people to my website to check out this this pic. About, Guys, um, fucking NathanAlexandra.com. I'll put. It's gonna be in the the description. Like, if this yeah. cannot be a more blue filtered fucking picture i've never seen it and like and you're even looking into the camera of like yeah i know it's blue <laughs> um i think it's i mean i think it's just like scotland is uh it's very picturesque um yeah so um uh yeah oh yeah so anyway um yeah on the racism thing oh yeah about racism um, anyway yeah yeah it's a natural uh <laughs> natural segue it's a good transition um yeah yeah from seamless. blue to black but um yeah oh right <laughs> um yeah basically um i started this project uh, a couple of years ago um uh, basically the, the idea was like racism the word racism is pretty mm, pretty widespread these days like there's a lot of uh debates or whatever about like you know is this person racist or are they not or like is this racist or isn't it um, but I sort of thought, like, it would be interesting to look into actually the history of the word to figure out, like, where it came from, like, what it's meant over time, uh, how the meanings changed, and so on. Um, and I never, I mean, I, I had sort of intended it would be a book at some point, um, and maybe it still will. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so so basically, that was that was the project, and I mean... I don't know. I can go into it more if, if you want uh, about some of what I found. Well, so you're you're going into not necessarily racism. You're going into the the word racism, like the word, how people mm -hmm. used it throughout history, or just the the definition has changed or something. Yeah, yeah. How like how people have used it? Just because I feel like there's there's such a lot of debate about like what the meaning or what the word means today. You know, like people will say like you know. Mm, this thing is racism. Like, no, that's not what racism means. Racism, racism actually means this, or and then so on. So, yeah. So I wanted to look at the his history, and um, I think that's sort of like, for me anyway, I think that's an interesting way to like approach a historical topic, like actually looking at the language that people use. Um, and so what I found is actually like, it's a really recent word, relatively. Um, the first use in English was in 1903, I think. Really? Um, the the first use of English? Wait. In, in, yeah. No, no. So, I mean, the first use of the word racism in English. Oh, racism yeah. in English. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How the fuck were we doing yeah. all that shit in 1776? What the fuck just happened? Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so... Um, and 
yeah, I mean, like, I think like some one of the really interesting things I found is um, some of the earliest uses of the term, like in in other languages, like in French and Italian, you you get people like um, using the word like in a sort of positive, like self-descriptive way. Um, so there's a um, uh, like a, f- a funny kind of thing, like the Italian fascists uh, in the 1930s. Um, they put out some some like sort of manifesto, um, basically saying like that's always a bad sign. Uh, Anytime someone yeah. gets a manifesto going, you know shit's about to hit the fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically they're saying like it's time for Italy to declare itself racist, and like um, you know like it, it was arguing for similar. I mean like similar to what the Nazis were arguing at the time. Um, sort of like the supremacy of the Italian race in this case. Um, but it's funny because like, you know, nowadays if you, you know, like you call someone racist, it's obviously it's like a really bad thing to say to someone. Like it's a really damning uh, description. And even like, even white supremacists really don't want to, like they'll try and say they're not racist or something like that. They'll still like, they'll try and use different words. So it's sort of funny that I, um, to see like th- this group um, in the thir- 1930s, like um, using it as a positive thing, <laughs> like you know, uh, you know, like yeah, like Italy should declare itself racist now. Um, it sounds like to our ears, I, f- I feel like it sounds kind of um, pretty unusual, kind of funny. I mean, like <laughs> given like the circumstances. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, very bad, but I mean, like, it, it just sounds kind of funny to hear it actually said that way. Gotcha. So basically in some of your research that you found this word at one point in the English language, or at least in the beginning, near the mm-hmm. beginning, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. were, were proud to be racist. Like it yeah. was, it was something, it was a good, like, yeah, no, we're racist because it's a good thing to be racist. Like it would like it would literally complete 180 to how the words used today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. At least and for the, at like, least for the, I'm sorry for the majority. Cause there, I'm sure there are some people out there that are still happy to be racist, yeah. but I think any common sense person mm-hmm. can see that, you know, mm-hmm. the majority don't want to be known as racist. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's, that's like one of the really interesting things, like just to see it used, um, as a way of like describing your own views, like in a, in a positive way. And I think that, I mean, I think um, the way that changes is like immediately after or soon after like the Second World War um, and the defeat of uh, Nazi Germany and like basically the revelation of like all the um, atrocities and so on that they've, they committed, it sort of made, I mean, like it really made racism unfashionable i guess to say like you know no after that like <laughs> it became a hot really topic yeah <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like people really uh racism yeah. is the the ed hardy of the 40s okay that, that reference film oh my, my god <laughs> oh fuck that's right you're from the uk shit never mind you and by the way oh, no. very uh, you're very blessed to not know what the fuck ed hardy is uh, okay okay <laughs> right no i'm from canada actually I thought um, you were from the UK. Yeah. No, um, I, I studied there, but uh, I'm from Aww, Canada. Oh, look at me not doing yeah, good yeah, enough yeah. research. Look no, at no. that. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's why you're so kind. Um, now I get it. 
Yeah, exa- exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, but yeah. Anyway, like I think um, in the aftermath of the the Second World War, and then like especially then like after the civil rights movement and things like that in the sixties, um, it became like yeah, you, you wouldn't want to be like openly openly racist. And I think after that time, I think. Um, starts to get uh you know um it starts to people start to like mask their their racism with other kind of like more neutral language um so i mean like today there are some like basically people who are white supremacists but they'll say like well we're not racist we're just like um like white uh mm, like white nationalists or, or whatever something like this um or like race realists so I mean, so I think I think that's sort of like an interesting kind of historical shift. Um, well, with with white supremacy language. or supremacy in general, obviously I've heard the fucking term mm-hmm. thrown all the. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify, like supremacy means that when someone's a white supremacist, they're saying that like being white is the superior race, um, right? Yes, yeah. no. Like, there's yeah. no. Is there anything yeah. else, or that's it? That, I think that's basically it. I think yeah. the Summer yeah. Olympics have proven that that is just. That's just false. I, I mean, come on. Like, I think yeah. the, I think the NBA. I think the NBA is pr- and and baseball and the NFL. I think that is proven that that is just not true. I watch enough sports where I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's correct. Yeah, I mean, in the um, I think it was like the 1936 uh, Olympics, like <clears throat> that was held in in Berlin. Uh, I'm thinking I'm remembering this right. I think the, na- the name is Jesse Owens, who's like a African American guy. Like basically, he, you know, he showed up and like it's Hitler's Olympics, and like he's really Hitler's really so- hoping this is going to show like the superiority of the Aryan race. And then um, this uh, black guy basically does really well in the Olympics and shows like Hitler to be a fool and stuff. So um, yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. There was um. I watched a, a YouTube video, I think Secret Base was the YouTube channel that did this, and they do a lot of really good deep dive um, sports videos, and I think, Jesse, isn't Jesse Owens, is he one of the ones that put like the fist up when he got his medal? Uh, no, I think that, I'm trying to think, I think that was a bit later, I think that was in the 60s, although I'm not sure, um, yeah, I, the, I'm not the sure. Only reason, like, there was... When uh, that happened, it okay. So then I'm getting my uh, my Olympics obviously mixed up because I'm not a big mm-hmm. Olympic guy. I I don't watch uh-huh. a lot of them. I love I love some of the Winter Olympics because it's like yeah, Team White. So that's cool. Uh-huh. Um, but there was there was a uh, one guy. It might have been then during the uh, the one where the guys put the fist up and everything. There was one guy mm-hmm. who was also obviously like you know this is fucked up. We should all be together kind of thing. But he's really quiet about it. But he mm-hmm. he fucking like just decimated this long jump record by something feet mm-hmm. and yeah i think the altitude mm-hmm. helped because it was like a very thinner atmosphere mm-hmm. but like he just did it very quietly but people barely know about him because obviously everyone was focused on the two guys who you know put the ha- you know fist in the air during the uh olympics I-, I just thought that that just reminded me real quick i just wanted to mention that yeah yeah i i, I mean i think um yeah if i remember that that pick or that 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 um case right like there's two two guys and like two uh african-american guys i guess and they yeah they put their fist up but then like 
there's a third white guy on the podium, but like he didn't. But I think there was something like I read that he didn't want to, like it wasn't like he was like disrespecting them or anything. Like he thought it wouldn't be ah, appropriate or whatever for him to, yeah. to do it. So I, yeah, I found it. Yeah. I found it. And I now mm. I remember they did a video on Bob's, mm-hmm. the name Bob in sports world. How okay. like there's almost no one named Bob anymore in, more in the sports world where back in the day, like there was hundreds uh-huh. Of professional athletes uh-huh. named Bob, and this guy's name was Bob Beeman, and he fucking mm-hmm. he got the long jump right. It was uh, and it was I think it was uh, yeah. Um, Robert Beeman is an American former track and field athlete, best known for his world record in the long jump at the Mexico City Olympics in 1968. That's it. Mm-hmm. But that yeah, that mm-hmm. I I got ADHD. I think man, so like that really <laughs> that really triggered it right there. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's it called, man? So, all right. If someone has a PhD, do, are they technically allowed mm-hmm. to be called a doctor or no? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's, dude, you I, have mean, no, I made a trailer that has like, uh, oh, I'm going to have doctors on the show. And now I can, oh, now right. that trailer is not lying anymore. Boom. Done. All right, okay. What's up? Thank nice, you. Okay. okay. Good. All right. Okay. Good. I'm glad that I can uh, help with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like, yeah, I guess that's one of the advantages of, of having a PhD, I guess. <laughs> one of the few advantages. <laughs> Is there a doctor on the plane? I'm a doctor. What do you do? I'm a lawyer. What the fuck? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but now i'm actually it's funny like when i book a flight like you know you you can choose like the title that you want to use like mr or whatever and i always put mr because i actually don't want it there i don't don't want there to be a situation like that you don't want to deal with the shit you just want you just want your fucking mixed pretzels your fucking orange juice well well, i mean just that i wouldn't be i mean obviously i wouldn't be much help of it (laughs) what's your did you mention it what is it in what's your doctorate in it's in in history oh it's It's in in history so yeah so i mean someone's choking on an m&m let me tell you about mal china yeah, it definitely wouldn't come in handy then. And like, it would just, <laughs> I can just imagine, you know, a situation if like, you know, like they're looking and like they're sort of scrolling through the passenger list. They're like, oh, wait, this person has a doctor, doctorate or whatever. Um, yeah. And then they, they realize that it's not actually. Uh, uh, they'd be so pissed stuff. at you. Like for putting, know, they'd be I like, know, well, right? why'd this you put it then? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> you'd be the biggest asshole if someone's grandmother died and you're just yeah, sitting know, there. Oh, they'd yeah, be, oh that's, like, that's the doctor that didn't do anything. And she was just choking yeah, to yeah. death. Yes. Yeah. And it's say it's like, it's a long flight and I just need to sit there for another six hours or something. And everyone's just, just glaring at me or whatever. Yeah. Oh, there's the one kid looking at you through the seam of the chairs just for six right, years. Cause yeah. kids for some reason will stare at you for hours straight. They don't give a fuck. They have no yeah. uh, self-awareness. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh man, yeah. that's fucking. Now you have the um, what's it called? You have that Beyond Atheism podcast, right? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's a podcast I started uh, with a friend about a year ago, um, and I think like in some ways, um, what we were talking about earlier about like these sort of obnoxious online atheists who just want to kind of like make fun of religion and kind of like start fights uh, or whatever. And like, there's a lot of like YouTube channels and stuff probably like that. But, um, 
I think our, our podcast is sort of is trying to do something a little different, like trying to think about um, basically um, what's what's next, basically beyond just having like once you kind of got this sort of this kind of phase of making fun of religion and stuff like that out of your system, like then what? Um, so yeah, <laughs> so we've we've um, what now? <laughs> what now exactly? Yeah. That's pretty cool. So we've been doing doing that for about a year, Um, and yeah, yeah, I think it's it's been pretty good so far. Um, I'm sure it's like, you know, it's it's good because we can just um, interview different people and and so on. It's an excuse to, um, yeah, meet different people and and talk with them, and it's been pretty pretty fun so far. I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think my Um, my main gripe with a a lot of atheists that I've seen on the internet mm-hmm. and, pr- and after this podcast, mm-hmm. I'll probably just go back to being like, I fucking hate him. I hate him. Uh, <laughs> even though I, I, I don't, cause I, I don't hate you. Um, okay. But well, my, that's good. <laughs> my main two things are one. Mm-hmm. It feels like because I'm from the Northeast, man, it, mm-hmm. more people in my mind, more people, especially around my age are atheists than religious people. So in my mind, they're the majority mm-hmm. Yet they act like religious people are like, oh, you guys just want people to think the way you think and believe. It's like, no, you, you guys also, mm-hmm. you too, you fuck like, like just let. It's like it's that one episode of South Park where they have the commentary. It's just like, stop being that annoying fifth grader telling all the third graders that Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> Everyone's happy with Santa existing. Just like why, just let. Why do you have to be yeah. that annoying guy? And then the second thing yeah. is, I love, I love good comedy. All right, I love funny. I love funny shit. I love laughing. And when I see today, it's the dude Nathan. It's the year twenty twenty two, man. And I see comedians make an anti Christian joke. Right? It blows my mind that they write that joke as if, oh yeah, this this is some original shit right here, man. No one's that. Like, dude, like this isn't nineteen eighty eight. Like, it's over. The anti Christian. And almost the majority of anti-religion jokes are so unoriginal now that it it bleeds. Mm-hmm. My ears bleed when I listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like, yeah, you, well, you mentioned like um, being in the Northeast and like, it's the same. Like I'm in, <clears throat> I'm in uh, Southern Ontario in Canada. And I think like, it's a really, mm, there's not much like, um, it's not like the deep South or something like that where, or the Bible belt or whatever, <laughs> where, where like religious people really are dominant. And I mean, like, I feel like, um, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like oppressed in any way as an atheist or whatever. Um, but I think like it is the case though. And, you know, in some parts of, of the world uh, and really religious communities, um, it is like, um, atheists and non-religious people really are kind of, uh, discriminated against minority or, or whatever. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think that's something, something to say. Um, yeah. Um, well then go, 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 uh, go have a, a Twitter post. And then when you go to who sees this, be like only the Bible belt. And like that way yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want you to change your whole life so I don't get annoyed. All right. That will make me very happy. <laughs> To, to everyone, <laughs> is, is, yeah. is that too much to ask for for the whole world to change for me? <laughs> um, pro- probably. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I can't believe um, how blue this picture is, yeah. dude. I cannot believe how fucking blue this picture is. <laughs> I'm looking at it again. It's, the rocks are the rocks are matching your shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to see a huge uh, increase in traffic to my website. <laughs> uh, I really um, hope so, man. I mean, yeah. I know that I'm, yeah. I want this podcast to grow, dude. I'm not one of those fucking lame people mm-hmm. who's like, oh, you know, I just do this for fun. It's like, then don't make it out uh, for the public. You obviously want people to listen. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm, right. I'm hoping yeah. this shit fucking kicks off because conversations like these are funny as shit, man. I love shit like this. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely, yeah, I think it's, it's fun and like, yeah, I think it's valuable to <clears throat> talk about these issues and stuff. Yeah. What's the, um, um, the, the fantasy novel that you're, you're writing the Royal oh, yeah. Beast and the revolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell, was, me, uh, tell me about that, my man. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, it's a novel I started, um, during the pandemic. Um, basically, you know, like, I don't know if you watched, like, Game of Thrones. Oh, jeez. No, um, my, my girl did, and I saw some uh-huh. episodes, and then there was one yeah. episode where this guy goes in a brothel, and this girl goes uh-huh. into, like, a backwards backflip stretch or whatever, and her vagina's okay. in this guy's face. And I was like, <laughs> I saw that, and I'm like, I gotta go jerk off. Like, I gotta, I gotta go to the, I gotta go to the bathroom. I can't watch this show. I, I'm jerking off way too much. So I only saw a few episodes because I'm like, I'm watching a porno. Like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they definitely, um, yeah, that was one way they drew in viewers, I guess. Um, <laughs> but um, it's um, basically the idea is like it's a fantasy like it's a fantasy like there's um uh you know there's dragons and like and magic and stuff like that yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. kind of like realistic like in the sense of like you know people die gory deaths and like there's sex and, and violence and stuff like that and um basically my idea with the with this novel was to um like write a novel in a more like a fantasy novel in a more modern setting so a lot of fantasy seems to be from like the middle ages or something like that um whereas like the one i wrote it's more <laughs> in the 1800s which is the area of my own like specialization i guess so like there's basically there's guns and like factories and railways and things um but um there's also like dragons and uh other sort of mythical creatures and so on. Wiener wiener, um, wiener, blah blah blah. <laughs> I, I I don't know if you saw that South Park trilogy, but the, I can't get that out of my head when I think of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I don't know that uh that particular episode, but uh right. yeah. Um so I think um anyway, yeah, so I basically I finished the novel now and I'm trying to find the way you have to do it is you have to find a an agent first. And then once you get an agent, then they can try and find a publisher for you who will who will purchase like or who will buy the book and um, publish it. So I'm still at the agent searching for an agent stage. Uh, I haven't had much traction so far, but <laughs> you know, here, here's hoping uh, I can find uh, someone. I mean, I think, I mean, I like it. I like the the book that I've I've written, and I think it's cool. So. Um, yeah, I mean, mostly what I really want is is for it to get published, and then it gets made into a TV show because I would like to watch. It. <laughs> My main purpose is to become really, really rich and famous. Well, that I mean, <laughs> so I can afford a better more... color filtered camera. 
<laughs> it's I mean I just think I mean I think it would be cool like to see it as a TV show basically um, but yeah it'd also be nice to, <laughs> to be rich and famous yeah that would also be pretty good I guess I guess yeah. one, one major thing that's probably making it harder I mean if it wasn't already hard to publish a book to begin with is that I'm sure mm-hmm. once ga- I'm not sure like I know for a fact when Game mm-hmm. of Thrones came out everyone and their mother wanted to get a TV show or movie that was similar to it. So I'm sure yeah. a lot of people also started writing books with similar yeah. aspects of game of Thrones. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I mean, especially like, like the dragons, like that's been done, done a lot, I think. Um, but I think, I mean, I feel like mine is, it's an original spin on it. I think because it is this more like this more modern setting with, with um, more modern technology, um, it's not like sword battles and and whatever. Um, so yeah, I think. I mean, uh, not that I'm a huge. I mean, I'm not that really well read in in like fantasy or anything like that. But I feel like it's it's sort of a unique um, take. And hopefully, yeah. I mean, hopefully, uh, some agent will agree with me <laughs> and uh, decide they want to take me on as a client or whatever. So part, part yeah, of me wants to read it, but part of me wants to be like, you know, I'll have my girl read it and then she'll just tell me the cliff notes on it. Okay. Yeah. And it's not, it has nothing to do with like your book or you. Like I just, uh-huh. I, I, I've tried reading. I just, I just, mm-hmm. I just start like, and then, and then I don't actually even sleep. What I do is I go, all right, I'm going to read 20 pages. And then I'm like speed reading. Mm-hmm. Like I got to get through this. Like, it's like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm never enjoying it. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I mean, um, it's, that's, that's somewhat the same for me. Um, especially because like when I was like doing my PhD, it's really about trying to read stuff, like get through a book as fast as you can uh, and get like absorb as much information you, as you can. And then like, and then you can be finished with it. But obviously when it comes to a novel, like it's a little bit different. Like you can't really adapt that approach. Like how fast can I get through this and get to the main point or whatever? (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, so I think, yeah, there was a long many years where I didn't read any novels at all because, yeah, because it just was too difficult to sort of focus or whatever. Yeah. Hopefully, um, um, it gets easier to, mm -hmm. to publish books, um, because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, with like, at one point you had to be like, say on a TV network or be part of a TV show to get anywhere. And then, you know, YouTube comes mm-hmm. out and then there's Twitch and, and then some streaming services to their degree has made that easier mm-hmm. for a lot of people. I think in the world of like podcasting, you know, at first, like you had to be part of a radio station, be a disc jockey, work your way up from producer or intern. And again, be part of a, mm-hmm. lo- a local radio network. Now, you know, look at me, look at yourself, look at every anyone can have a podcast now. So it just seems like with the yeah. world of publishing a book it just seems like it, it seems like it's been so hard forever with that kind of stuff i'm sure as the years go yeah. on or maybe even today it's it's a lot easier to get published to a degree yeah yeah i think it's like you can get um you can self-publish the book your book pretty easily um uh like through amazon or something like that but then like i think it's yeah, it's it's easier, but then it's also more difficult, like to reach an audience, you know, just because there's so much, um, there's just so much out there. Just with with anything, I mean, with podcasts, with videos, and so on, it's like how do you even begin to kind of like, uh, you know, find what you are looking for? I mean, I think like with YouTube or whatever, 
like the algorithm sort of decides like what videos get pushed to the top of the the searches or whatever. Um, but with a with a novel or something like it's it's really difficult probably to find an audience like if you don't already have have a platform already um or if you don't have like a traditional kind of like publisher to go with to to advertise the book and that sort of thing um yeah i mean so so yeah it's like in some ways it is easier but then how to actually get people to to read it or <laughs> or watch or listen to to what you're doing just, i mean just say yeah. it's a, a third chapter of the bible or whatever and then people will read it mm. like you fucking listen to this yeah. shit all right um yeah no that's that's funny and true because like once something becomes easy then then everyone does it it's like opening a pizza place yeah. like hey man we should open a pizza you know who likes pizza everyone we should do it's like yeah mm-hmm. like every everyone has a fucking pizza place i get that's kind of the beauty of entertainment though it's you know, it's it's hard to create, but there's not that much out there. So, you know, if you are entertaining, it will be created. And then vice versa, it's easy to create, but everyone has it. Well, it's like, don't worry. Mm-hmm. If your shit actually is good and entertaining, it will weed through all the bullshit and it will it'll make it. People will they'll eventually listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. And like, and also just about trying to figure out like who who your audience would be i guess um yeah um yeah but it it is it is tough to um yeah to like initially i guess to to um get it out to to a wider audience gotcha all right hey man nathan this was uh this was cool man this is a good episode i i i I was happy that you came on i I really felt like if i didn't have you on i would have felt like i only had like half a show with the other show in a way, you know what I mean? Yeah. And vice versa, if this was yeah. the other one. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I know I appreciate uh, you having me on and um, hopefully, hopefully you've, you changed or, or that you, you see that not, not all atheists are uh, obnoxious. I'm going to make a Twitter post like right after and be like, this fucking guy was trying to convert me. He's a piece of shit. I fucking hate the color blue. It used to be my second favorite uh, color. Right. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. All right. (laughs) All right, man. All right, I'll talk to you. Okay. All right. Okay, thanks a lot.